grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text is the Holy Gospel. Please be seated. Well, brothers and sisters, our Lord is on his way to Jerusalem, and there he will Good Fridayly die and Easter Sundayly rise for the life of the world. And then all of a sudden, on his way to Jerusalem, he encounters, did you count them? Yes, that's right, ten lepers. Leprosy was more than a medical condition. It was a social disease. It made you an outcast. It isolated you from your friends and your family. A leper was forbidden to come in the temple courtyard, consequently cut off from worship. When you passed someone on the road, you had to cover your mouth and yell out, unclean, unclean, and you had to keep away from people as far as possible, and people would avoid contact with you if you were a leper. They'd hide their children from you. The only community you had was your fellow lepers. I mean, you want to talk about social distancing on steroids, good grief. And the ten stand at a distance, the text says. And they call out to Jesus. And they don't cry out, unclean, unclean, as they were supposed to do. Instead, they cry out something else. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They seek mercy, probably in the form of, yes, that's right, you guessed it, healing. No doubt they've heard the word on the street about this Jesus and his ability to heal all kinds of diseases. And no doubt they hope, against all hope, and pray that he will do the same for them. This they believe at least that much. And Jesus heals them, doesn't he? But the miracle is quite unusual, isn't it? Usually, as you read the New Testament, Jesus would reach out and he would touch the person, even if they were, even if they were unclean. He touches the unclean so that they will become clean. But this time, Jesus just shouts across the road, Hey, go show yourselves to the priests. Why the priests? Well, the priests were like the federal health inspectors working for a person, oh, let's just say Anthony Fauci. They were in charge of what? Verifying that lepers were clean and could return to their homes, community, and church and they would offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform a ritual of purification. And only then could the ten return back home. Luke doesn't tell us how the miracle happened exactly. It appears that as they walked along the road to the priest, they began to notice that their skin was cleansed and their leprosy was disappearing. You can only imagine their faces as they looked at each other in amazement. They were probably absolutely giddy with joy. They, no doubt, were dancing around and high-fiving each other over their good fortune and how lucky they were to, on that one day, they bumped into this man named Jesus on the road between Samaria and Galilee. You know what it's like, don't you? Sure you do. You know what it's like when you get well after being sick for a long time. Or you know how it is when the diagnosis you feared turns out to be nothing. It's like rising from the dead. It's like being born again. Well, one of them stops and turns around. Instead of going on with the others, he goes back to find who? The Lord Jesus Christ. And this time, did you catch it? He doesn't stand at a distance, but he comes right up to the Lord. He falls flat on his face at our Lord's feet, and he gives thanks, and he worships Jesus. 
It's at this point that we learn his nationality. He's a Samaritan. Not only had he been a leper, but he is one of those, oh my goodness, those dreaded Samaritans. A double loser in the eyes of any respectable Israelite. Only this outsider to Israel, this foreigner, he is the only one who returned to give thanks to Jesus for the healing that he was given. Ten out of ten lepers were cleansed. Only one out of ten makes the Jesus connection and returns to worship and give Jesus thanks. And it is to this Samaritan that Jesus says, Get up, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. But in the Greek, it says, Your faith has saved you. That's a bit bigger than healing though salvation certainly includes healing as well. The point is, is that the Samaritan knew whom to, to trust, not only with his disease, but with his what? His death. You might say that 10 out of 10 had faith to be healed, but only one out of the 10 had faith that saved him. And he knew at whose feet in which salvation rests. Yes, faith always makes the Jesus connection. Your faith has saved you is the same as saying, your Jesus has saved you. Now, brothers and sisters, many people are healed every day. Some through the intervention of modern science and wonderful medicine with the help of doctors and specialists. Some people are healed by their own immune systems. And sometimes people are heal healed just spontaneously and miraculously. But regardless of how the healing comes, it all comes from whom? <laughs> the Lord Jesus. He's the source of every healing. But physical healing in the end is not an end in itself. If you stop and think about it, health, are you listening? Health is a rather dynamic condition that generally skids downhill the older you get. Oh yes, Kuhlman tries it. Diet and exercise may maintain and even temporarily improve my health. The number of our days is still known before one of them comes to be. We're all born and we're all stamped with what? An expiration date. That's the wages of sin, the condition we've all inherited from Adam as children of Adam. So sin is a leprosy of the soul. It isolates us. It renders us unclean before God, and its symptoms spread throughout our humanity. Everything that we do, everything we touch, everything we say and think is tainted with the leprosy of our sin. It's like a vast corruption of our software that has infected our hardware. Body and soul are infected by the virus of sin, and we can't cure ourselves. Were it not for the mercy of God in Jesus Christ, we would be left in isolation social distanced forever from God and socially distanced from each other. You all know in 2 Corinthians 5 that we are told that Jesus became sin for us. He was made to be sin for us. In other words, he took up our diseases, our uncleanness, because he's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the atoning sacrifice, not only for our sin, but for the sin of the entire world. His blood, Scripture teaches, cleanses and purifies us from all our leprosy of sin. All ten lepers were cleansed. 
There's not a leper in the bunch that wasn't cleansed in the text. And even the unbelief, or at least the lack of gratitude, on the part of the nine out of ten did not negate their healing. Jesus didn't send back their leprosy upon them. They went on their way, thanks to Jesus, without thanks to Jesus. <laughs> now in Adam all die, but in Christ all are made alive. In Adam, humanity fell into sin and death. In Christ, humanity is brought into forgiveness and life. As far as Adam's sin goes, so far and further do the perfect life, death, and resurrection of Jesus go. One leper returns. He repents. He turns on his way to fall down at the feet of Jesus and worship him. Yes, a Samaritan. But that's largely, largely irrelevant. The last will be first. He's not only saved, or pardon me, he's not only healed, but he's also saved. The other nine trusted Jesus for their healing, at least insofar as he was capable of healing. But this Samaritan trusted Jesus with his life and death. What Jesus did for that leper, I'm here to tell you he does for you. Like Naaman, the Syrian in the Old Testament, that Syrian general who was cleansed from his leprosy by the word of the prophet and the water of the Jordan River, we have, been, we have been cleansed of the leprosy of our sin by the divine and saving name of Jesus in the waters of our baptism. And like that Samaritan, we return to give thanks. We come back to the feet of Jesus to render our thanks and praise to him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And while we aren't yet symptom-free, the cure has been applied. You have been joined to the death and life of Jesus because baptism now saves you. Not as a washing of dirt from the body, as 1 Peter 3 says, but as a cleansing of sin from body and soul. The healing comes finally to us when? With the resurrection of our bodies on the last day. Then the cleansing will be complete. Then the leprosy of sin will be a thing of the past. And then Jesus will say to us what he said to that Samaritan on the road that day. On the last day, what will he say to us? It's time to get up. Arise. Your faith in me has saved you. Or, to say it this way, your Jesus has saved you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.